Welcome everybody and thanks for joining me. So if you've never been here before, as I say every week, this is Great News Weekly. I'm your host, Jenny Craig Brown, and this show of positive only news is brought to you by greatnews.life, the only exclusively positive media company that I'm aware of. So let's get into it. We've got good news. First off, I've got to give a shout out. Of course, last week, Chris Malman, founder of Great News Life, was here in my place. I hear he did a great job. The show was so fun. Everyone loved him. I did hear that he doesn't have as good of a bun as I have. So I feel like I won there. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> um, and I think it um, was a really great show. So I'm really happy that he was here and but happy to have you guys back in my life. I love sharing the great news with you guys every week. So tune in, sit down with me and hang out for some awesome news. Of course, we've got learning new sports. We've got some fun tourism info. I mean, listen, it is Cinco de Mayo. So of course, we're not going to not talk about tacos today. We've got you covered. I promise. First up, as I mentioned, new sports. So I don't know if we consider this a sport. I sure do. And Don Yetzko sure does. And he taught me all about the skill of fencing. Let's learn more right here. Welcome to Great News Weekly, Don Yetzko. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I am fantastic. We're so excited to have you, and we're really excited to learn more about the Northwest Indiana Fencing Club. So, Don, tell me a little bit about uh, you and your involvement with the club, and a little bit more about the Northwest Indiana Fencing Club. I started fencing back in 1997. I started uh, taking classes through the Maryville Adult Education Program. So I went to the introductory lesson or the introductory class. It seemed interesting, so I signed up for it and I've been fencing ever since, so about 24 years now. The, the classes, unfortunately, were only held during the school year, so over the summer we had to end up fencing in our driveways and such. And eventually other people from the classes would join us and we finally got to the point where we said, hey, let's start a club. It's, it's a sport that you can do pretty much your whole life. Uh, if you think, you know, I'm 67 years old and I've been fencing for 24 years. The oldest member of our club is 70, he's a few years older than I am. He still coaches. The youngest member of our club is I believe 10. So we have a pretty good mix in our club. Um, we've had a number of our younger fencers, high school fencers, end up fencing in Junior Olympics, at least three or four of them. And they've also gone on to fence in other national competitions. So if, if you're really interested in, in competing, especially on a national level, you can start out at our club and go from there to fencing in national competitions. But for most of us in the club, it's a social activity. We get together with a bunch of uh, good people. Fencers are notoriously good people. I don't know why that is. I guess it's because we take out most of our frustrations on the fencing strip. You and then have we an get outlet. Off, and there exactly. we are. Yes. There, yeah, yes. An outlet. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> but it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, um, at my age, I can honestly say that I've got bad knees, I've got arthritis in ankles and shoulders, I've got a bad back and a heart condition, and I'm still fencing. 
so, you come and try it. I know. I'm getting so excited. I love this so much. It's such an interesting sport, and you've kind of seen it throughout. I think my whole life, just here or there, whether it's a TV or a movie or in something. But I've not learned a lot about it, so this is really helpful. Thank you so much for being here. I um, I know you guys have website and Facebook. So if anybody wants to learn more information, Northwest Indiana Fencing Club. I think it's NWI Fencing club.com club.com yes great and super easy to find on facebook so check you guys out absolutely get connected with you and watch you grow as a club and as a fencer so i was definitely going to let everyone know that we did talk about teaching me to fence however if i'm only doing fencing if y'all want to see it so Tell me if you do want to see it. However, I think there might be a better challenge happening here. I saw Katie Grable in the comments said, Cami Tubiak, I challenge you. So this sounds like we might have a lifer duel <laughs> of sorts. Uh, Cami said, Katie, bring it on, Katie, you're on. And Abby said, she'll bring the popcorn. So we have a little bit of a lifer fight going on here. Not a, not a bad fight, a fencing fight. It's going to be fantastic. So maybe instead of me, uh, Stephanie said same, she'll bring cookies. So listen, Maybe instead of seeing me fence, who cares about me? Let's see Katie and Cammie go at it. This is going to be hilarious. So future episode potential maybe, huh? All right. So fill us in. Oh, now Chris Mullman says he challenges me to fencing. So I don't know. It sounds like maybe we're going to have uh, some duels in the future. Tell us the dueling combos you want to see in the comments below. Let me know what you're thinking. We'll work it out. Don's got us covered. So that's fencing for you guys. Um, and <laughs> these comments are fantastic. Cami said, I'll end up cry laugh, crying and lose. Let's be honest. That's true. So tell us who's in. Tell us who wants to see the fencing. Um, let's not do a lesson. Let's do a fun duel. This is fantastic. So thanks, Don, for being here. That was really awesome. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you missed the fencing, tune back in, watch the whole thing later, but also stay tuned and comment below if you've got anything good going in your life. I always love to hear other people's good news. So fill me in on what's going um, good in your life. Just those little things. Who'd you buy coffee for? Who'd you talk to that you haven't talked to in a while? So fill me in. However, Let's get to serious business. It's Cinco de Mayo and I need to hear about tacos. So Katie from our team, who's apparently now in a fencing challenge, also is here to fill us in all about Cinco de Mayo, where to eat, where to get the goods. Fill us in, Katie. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. My name is Katie and you might be wondering why I'm on the camera. I am too. Apparently it's because I talk about Mexican food too much, so they thought I'd be great for this video. I am going to, I guess, share a few things that I like about Valpo's selection of Mexican food. Our first restaurant is Woodfire Meat Market. It's right off of Roosevelt. It's a little hidden gem. They have rice, beans, tacos. My favorite thing to get there are the authentic tacos with cilantro, onion, and corn tortilla. Super cheap, super good, go check it out. Our next restaurant in Belpo is Brick Street Burrito, right off Napoleon Street. Their owners are from San Diego. Woo woo, that's where I'm from. And they specialize in the California burrito. What is a California burrito, you ask? Let's just say it has french fries in it. 
head over to Brick Street Burrito and check it out. If you're looking to spice things up, head over to Ricochet in downtown Valpo. They have a ton of creativity and a ton of variety. My two favorite tacos are the Handlebar and the Freedom Bandito with steak. That's the key. Our next restaurant is off of Calumet and it is fairly new to Valpo. It might be a hidden gem for you. It's called Valeros. Super great place for a date night if you're looking to spend a little money and have some good food. I would definitely recommend that. They have a ton of authentic choices. They have a ton of cool drinks and desserts. Um, and it's a small little place for a nice romantic evening. Four star meal for sure. Last but not least, if you're looking for a good time, you're maybe a college student who just wants to eat some chips and have some fun, head over to Pepe's or La Cabana. These places are super big in Valpo and they have a great variety of margaritas. Now that I've told you about all my favorite Mexican food places in Valpo, get out, let us know which one is your favorite. Katie said it perfectly, everybody. Which one is your favorite? Tell us. Um, listen, Brick Street, I haven't got there yet. The French fries and burrito thing does intrigue me. I'm not going to lie. And I just saw the other day they have a sign on their building that they deliver now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, currently, my favorite, I haven't tried that. So I, I have to say currently, my favorite is Ricochet. I love their tacos. It's so good. So shout out to Corey coming up with some crazy taco ideas and awesome combinations uh, at that place as well as all of his other places. So great job to those. I'm excited. I want to go try all this new Mexican food. Today's the day. Get your tacos. Tell us where's good. If we didn't mention them too, tag them below. Uh, tell us who's your favorite taco folks. Um, where's your favorite Mexican food? Where do you get your Cinco de Mayo goods? Fill us in. We want to hear. Uh, I got some good news in the comments while we were watching that awesome segment. Deanna Grimes said she loved the Earth Day 5K for Lotus Reach um, this past Saturday, I think is what that means. She said um, she also loves tacos. I saw that. Yeah, loved Earth Day 5K. So that was really fun. I think that was just, yes, this past Saturday. Great, great one. Um, I didn't even know about that, but we, of course, talked all about Earth Day recently, uh, and it's awesome to see that there was a 5K. Stephanie Swearington mentioned that Mother's Day is this weekend, and uh, she's excited to spend some time with my moms. That is beautiful, and I love it. And let's not forget, she is correct. Mother's Day is this weekend. I know we filled you in um, in some previous episodes on awesome stuff to do for Mother's Day. However, do not forget, it is this Sunday. Make sure you care for and love your mothers. Listen to your mother is this Saturday. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, I don't know if they're sold out. Someone might be watching that knows better than I, but uh, if they aren't, you better get your tickets because they're gonna. Um, so love your mothers this weekend, y'all. That's a great point, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Um, next up, you guys. So I don't know if you know, but this week all around the nation is... National Tourism Week. So for National Tourism Week, our tourism folks in the region really try to bring, shine a light on new, awesome tourism aspects of the region in which we live. And we got some time to talk with Spiro Batistados from the South Shore CVA. And he is here to talk all about Tourism Week and tourism in the region, especially post-COVID. Let's check it out. I will kick it off by welcoming you here. Uh, very glad to have you. Well, it's always good to be here. You know, we, we love our time 
uh, as an organization that we spent with your organization. I mean, you guys have just done uh, such a great job telling news in the region that needs to be told. Tell me about tourism here in the region. Um, what would you say? It's National Tourism Week. Well, I, you know, this is going to be the first, uh, well, no, this will be the second tourism week where we've had a scaled back presence as far as what we do for the industry. Normally, we're bringing in uh, a national speaker and we're doing 200, 300. You've been there yeah, yeah. in our exhibit hall, and uh, we can't wait to get back to that, and we will be back to that next year. Americans, again, gravitated to less populous areas more open spaces, national parks, and events where they wouldn't feel crowded or, or spaces where they could feel like we are, that we could get some distance and you're not on top of each other. Yep. We own that in the South Shore. That's us all day, every day. Yep. And we were able to, to turn on a dime, serve the industry, and you know, help uh, open up new communication patterns between our restaurants and hospitals. Who knew? Yep. We were able to do a lot of what I consider, in retrospect, fun things. We, we showed uh, other businesses of hospitality. Yeah. Like, to me, that's probably the thing that came out over the last year. It really is. Was. The heart of hospitality is what makes it hospitality. 2021 is already turning the corner for us. We're, we're off to a, a great uh, first quarter and, and now second quarter. Uh, amateur sports really, uh, really coming back strong. And again, I think that... Uh, and you're re-emphasizing that, I think, not just sort of participating in it, no, but saying, hey, we're doubling down on that. That's yeah. a big part of our... We are the region's leader in amateur sports. I mean, we book events that fill three and four counties. I mean, this is yeah. this is what we do. People feel like they know they can bring their family. We're a family-friendly destination. The kids can play their sports games, yeah. whatever it is, and uh, that we've got enough inventory and assets where they can come in, have a great time, feel like they got away, and go back. You see cities like Crown Point, they've invested a lot Oh, absolutely. Hammond, Valpo's doing it, Maryville's done it with the complex there. Um, there's a lot of cities that are saying uh, they were anticipatory of the need, but I think those are really confirmed decisions now. There's so much good stuff going on, I'm excited. I mean, it's just... It, it seems like you always are, but I think particularly, sort of like the industry, you are even more coming out of it challenged in a 2020 where the whole industry sort of took a gut punch, but they came back ideally even stronger. I think the vaccines are great news. Uh, we're seeing airline lift pick back up. We're seeing more routes being added in America uh, to different destinations. Planes are, are packed. Uh, so. There's a lot of really positive things going on in the hospitality industry today, and we learned a lot, uh, and, and we're going to see that manifested. What are what are some of those lessons you think learned over last year? Well, I, I think that we, you know, the number, tourism the number tourism. The number one thing I learned yeah. is that our live chat feature on our website, uh, most important thing, is a return to basic to communicate with the guest. Yeah, we're using technology to talk to the guest in real time. Yeah. Uh, and people took turns on shifts, live, you know, manning live chat. Yeah. And so it was great for us as a staff because it forced us back into the product mix yeah. in a way you're out there serving the person on the front you line. You better know what you're talking about. You get your brochure. Right. No, no it's, it is down to, it is granular. I'm at the corner of 5th and Main, do I go left or right? No, it was. Yeah. I mean, we, there's, I can't tell you how many times we gave directions on live chat. I mean, yeah. it was that granular. And I think for us, that was a recharge and a, and a 
a stoking of the fire for us because it just made us more passionate about serving the guests. It gets you back to your roots. Yeah. I think people want to get out and the exciting part of everything what we've gone through I think is to watch when tourism explodes. People crave it. And they, they want, want to go. They're, they're going to come back and spend money. Yeah. Uh, we, we learned, you know, where there's some opportunities to be more efficient, we sought them. Uh, you had to. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we're sitting in a very good position right now as an organization and we're ready uh, to take on the next few years. That's awesome. What do you think the future of tourism is like going a couple years out here? Amateur sports and families and making sure they know we're here and we're cost effective and we're viable for those getaways that are important. Uh, I hope you'll just see a steady climb back. Uh, let's all get back to doing what we do as Americans. We work hard, we play hard, we've got great ethics, it's time. Uh, that's, that's just me, that's the way I was raised. I, yes, but I'm not smart enough to tell you what's coming in five years, I just know we're going to work hard. Well, that's probably an endearing reminder of what got you to this point and what's going to get you through this recovery and then what's going to get you on and on and on and on is the region's got a work ethic. And I think it's what probably the region ought to celebrate the most is their work ethic, their humility, and their, you know, in your industry, the ability to serve. Just welcome people. Be nice. Uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, Good to see you. always here. Big spout out, shout out, spout out, shout out to Spiro Bonastados for coming into the studio and for talking with us. Uh, the South Shore CBA is obviously a staple in our region for tourism and, and as he mentioned, bringing people to the region um, and making sure that the whole region and beyond knows what's happening and what can be happening right here in the world and in our community. So um, thank you for that. And we asked a perfect question in the comments below. What is your favorite NWI spot to visit in the summer? So if you've not, if you haven't, if you don't have the answer to that question, figure it out and then tell us, comment below, tell us where other people should be going. Where's your favorite staycation spot? Um, also, I wanted to mention that Megan Duncan also who was watching said Chunky Steak Tacos is her favorite. And this is a place I have not heard anything bad about. I've seen them everywhere and I've never had them. So thank you, Megan, because I need to, it's another mention of a great tourism spot to check out. I believe it's, um, I think Chunky's is a food truck. So yes, definitely a good, good, good one. Love it a ton. Love that it's tourism week. You guys get out there, spend time and energy and dollars right in your own community. Head out to your favorite brewery, head out to your favorite park. Let's celebrate Tourism Week as a full community. Um, Stephanie Swearington actually just mentioned Porter Beach, Stony Run Park, my backyard. <laughs> okay, my backyard doesn't count as tourism, but the other two are fantastic. Uh, I think those are great ones. I again, I also love Porter Beach. That's another great one. The dunes, of course, are a phenomenal um, piece of nature to have right here in our own backyard. So. Thanks, Stephanie, for yours. Everyone, tell me where you want us to go. Tell us where you love to check out. Of course, as always, keep tuning into Great News Weekly. I will be back next Wednesday right here to share all the good news happening then and to hopefully highlight some great things happening right here in the region and great faces that we see all of the time. Uh, follow us online, NWI Life, Valpo Life, Portage Life, LaPorte County Life, 
uh, Instagram, same, Great News Life. Follow us, like us, tune in for the good news. I will see you all next week. Take care and have a great afternoon.